Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. We are daring to be different once again right here on Dream Chasers Video. And I am your host, Yaya Diamond. Here we go. We are airing live right now on the Dream Chasers Network. We're also airing on 97.5 FM Real Community Radio in North Port, Florida, as well as Mom Baby Radio in New York City. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Oh, my gosh. I have the best show for you today. Overcoming procrastination is something that all of us, I mean, me included, I'm not going to exclude myself because I'm looking at a bunch of paperwork from the 15th of April going, okay, now I have to file all this. And I'm going, hmm, not right now. <laughs> so procrastination is something that everybody faces. I face, you face, let's just face it, we are all facing it. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and see how we can overcome procrastination. We have wonderful guests today on our show. And I, I mean, you know, everyone, I mean, no matter what profession you have decided to um, take on in your life, whatever you've decided to do, procrastination, it's just going to hit you just like a ton of bricks at, at one moment in, or another in your life. And we have Joran Hanna here today to let us know how he is overcoming procrastination and what he's decided to do. Jordan, thank you so much for for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. So tell tell everybody what you do. Uh, uh what I do as uh, this um, career or my hobby wise. Yeah, your profession, your hobby, what you love to oh, do, um, and you know, the, well, the things that you've done lately. Well, um, I'm a upcoming, well, I'm an artist in progress. Um, I currently uh, play two instruments. I play guitar and I play keyboard. Uh, I've been playing music for the past uh, 10 plus years. And I'm currently producing albums. And um, now I'm starting to write lyrics to my music and I'm starting to add different Mm -hmm. things I wasn't adding before. Um, so for the past, uh, I would say, past couple of months, I've been changing my style a little bit, um, writing lyrics, adding that into my music, which I think will get, gives it a different kind of uh, sound. Because I'm, I'm, I've, I've always been an instrumentalist uh, for, the, for the longest time. So I figure I try something different, and uh, I think it's going to work out pretty well. Um mm-hmm. Now, your influences, I mean, you've been influenced by some of the greats. You know, um, Sade is, like, one of my favorite. Kenny G, Earth, Wind, and Fire is, like, yeah. Grover Washington, Jr. I mean, so you've opened up for Little Mo in 2015. Tell us about that. How was that, that experience? How was that? Uh, well, yeah. So in, in 2015, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with this particular artist, but there was um, – an artist from Richmond, Virginia. His name is uh, T. So um, he was on uh, season 12 of The Voice um, on, NBC, on NBC. 
And um, in 2015, um, I was performing with him uh, at, I forget what club this was. I think it was, um, I think it was Club Infusion. That's what it was in Richmond, Virginia. And that's where Little Mo came to visit, and we opened up for her um, in 2015. So that was a good experience. Uh, that was the first time I ever uh, opened for, uh, you know, a celebrity. Um, so it was a really interesting experience. And then knowing somebody who went on to being on The Voice was uh, its really something to uh, know somebody who is really getting up there in his music career. So, um, yeah, that was a very – that was probably one of – the best experiences I've had as far as uh, performing. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? To be to be in the music business is a lot about hurry up and wait. Tell us how you uh, have dealt with procrastination in, in your career and in your goals. Uh, I mean, for me, procrastination comes from, a lot of times it comes from, uh, mainly, uh, well, sometimes it comes from doubt. In other words, like sometimes we'll have an idea, but sometimes a lot of times we'll we'll question, we'll second guess ourselves and ask ourselves, you know, is this is going to be good enough, or is this really worth putting the time into doing it? So, procrastination for me, it really come, came from not having confidence in what I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. But how I overcame that was um, I'm learning how to you know, just learn how to be myself and just uh, do something different because I've learned that being different is what takes you further, not, you know, not necessarily trying to be like somebody else because we already have, you know, somebody else. So um, I've learned that being yourself is probably the best way to go, especially if you're trying to, you know, get noticed and all that because, you know, people don't want to see, you know, the same thing over and over again. They want to see something that they don't see every day. Right. Wow. Wow. And, you know, it is true. It is true that, you know, it does a lot of times it comes from doubt because, you know, fear creeps in and and then, you know, you put it off because of the pain that you may incur by doing it. But that's just not a guarantee. To me, that's just not something that uh, guarantees me not doing it because that may not happen. It may be a success. So, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times it does come out of that. Now, let me ask you a question. You do have music out right now. Tell us about your music. You you have a couple of songs that we're going to be playing tonight. One is When Night Comes, and the other one is, the other one is Being in uh, Warm Weather. Tell us about those songs. Uh, well, those two songs are from uh, the new album I just released a couple of days ago. It's called Love, Re- Love uh, Revelation. And... Um, that whole album is strictly vocal, um, you know, of course, because my first two albums were all instrumentals, but on this third album, it's, you know, it, it keeps the same style, but I added vocals to it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, the singer um, on that album is my personal, I would call, uh, robot singer. And her name is uh, Julie Jane, I call her. Um, mm-hmm. So I figured that was a good addition for, that, for this particular uh, album because um, 
I was able to uh, express myself in a better, um, more in-depth way. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so I, I noticed that, um, well, these, these two particular songs um, has a very, uh, I want to call it Sade type of feel to them. Okay. Sade was actually one of, is actually one of uh, my inspirations for doing this type, this type of music because she has a, she has a lot of those you know uh, you know smooth uh, very melodic type of uh, music. Uh, and yeah, that's, what I, that's why I'm trying to. That's why I was trying to do this particular album was give it that mm-hmm. kind of flavor. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and uh, play one of those songs right now. We're going to go ahead and play When Night Comes by Dior and Hannah. Here we go. When Night Comes.
like even the lyrics in that song and the way the song sounds, it sounds like something that I used to hear people, I used to hear other artists do when I was a kid. I, you know, I, it's just funny how I'm able to recreate music that I used to listen to when I was a kid. And it seems like I'm just, it seems like now I'm regurgitating everything that I used to listen to. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, that particular song is uh, definitely, um, again, it's one of those, you know, smooth type, uh, mellow type songs that, uh, yeah. that I can definitely hear somebody like Sade singing or Roberta Flack or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to go ahead and play that one too, like Being in Warm Weather by Joran Hannah.
doing now, and and what can we expect from from you in the future? Um, what can people expect in the future? Uh, well, I'm actually going to start writing more music, um, and I'm going to continue to uh, actually have another music video coming out. Might be in one weather. I'm going to have a music video for that coming out soon. Um, and I'm going. To, I actually have several music videos already on YouTube, and so I'll be doing that. I have a website coming out soon. Uh, it'll be joinhannah.com. Uh, but that'll be that'll be officially. I'll officially uh, promote that at the end of this week, and I'll be working on some new material, and that's pretty much what uh, the next. That's pretty much what people can expect from me. I'm just going to be uh, putting some new music out uh, later on and getting, getting my website out and my music video out, and hopefully I'll get some uh, shows later on down the road. And uh, that's about, uh, about it as far as that's concerned. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, just uh, stay tuned for another music video and uh just look for just look for new music at some point in time. I may I may release a single within the next couple of weeks or so. Okay. So that that that's, that's right. the plan. Awesome. Okay. And where can people reach you? Uh you can reach me uh on Facebook and uh Twitter. And uh, I have, if you want to email me, my email address is jdh40k at msn.com. And uh, you, so you can reach me at you can reach me on Facebook. Uh, you can look me up on YouTube and Twitter, uh, Instagram. And um, yeah, you can just follow me on those platforms. And then soon you'll be able to follow me on my website, which will be coming out in the next few days or so. Uh, so yeah, that that's where you can uh, find me, and I uh, hope to connect with as many people as I can uh, and share my music with the world. And that's the idea. So that's where you can that'll find be. me if you're interested. Oh, I'm sorry. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving. I'm loving that you're going and you're not letting things slow you down. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's a it's a it's a journey. It's a lot of hard work, but it's worth it. Awesome, awesome. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show. It was painless. See how how cool that was, and um, and we had a great yeah, I time. I love you. the music. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate. It. Thanks for having me on the show. Anytime, anytime. You let me know when you want to come back on and keep that music coming. I will. I certainly will. Oh yeah, you can also find. Uh, my music on Spotify if you want to see the whole album and everything or SoundCloud. Awesome. Okay. All right. And I did put up your uh, your Facebook page uh, so people can go there and, and listen to the okay. music as well. Yes, you can. Okay. All right, then, Joran. Thank you so much for being on the show. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, then. Next time. All right. I'll see you next it's a beautiful time to to reflect on how we can get past being 
uh, procrastinators, how we can overcome, how how we can get through uh, the tough times and still get through the tough times. And Jordan uh, he releases his music. He puts it out. He's recording it. He's, I mean, you know what? It is, to me, a beautiful thing to see another artist out there doing it. You know, we all have goals, um, but there's been times where we procrastinate on those goals. I'm here to tell you today is not the day to procrastinate, nor tomorrow. We need to pick up that first hour and that last hour of the day to get ourselves ready for what is going to come. So basically, don't pick up your phone that first hour, um, that last hour. Really write down your goals. Really focus on what you want that day to do for you, how you want that day to go, because that's going to be a big, big thing. And uh, so I, I just encourage you today to do that. I'm going to go ahead and go with my next guest. I think I'm talking to Mike ADHD. Is that true? Yeah, that's me. Awesome. Okay, so you know I'm going to have to ask you, where did you get the name? <laughs> My name, I just uh, came up with uh, Came up with it, really. It used to be ADHD, but every time you searched it, it would, uh, it would come up under uh, Kendrick Lamar. So I put Mike in front of it, and it was more uh, more unique, more memorable, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, A lot of people tell me to... Started. Go ahead. No, huh? go ahead. Go ahead. I was say a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people tell me to change my name, but uh, I don't think I haven't came up with a better name yet. So. Well, I don't see why. I don't see why Hold you should have to change your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What did you say? I'm sorry. I said I don't see why you have to change your name. Yeah, I I agree too. You know. So growing that. up, growing mm-hmm. up, tell us about that because that that must have been something else. That must have been one of those, uh, you know, those things that that could have hindered you from from going after your goals. Um, I mean, I'm 25 and uh, it still does. You know, I mean, I work two jobs every day and. Uh, keep the hustle going to pay for the studio, the beats, um, promotion. Uh, I do everything by myself and, uh, I perform in California, Toronto. So I just don't let what I've been through limit me. You know what I mean? I want to show people like you could do anything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And, and okay. So you've been, uh, out there, you've been doing your music, even though, Things haven't always been great for you. How about mm-hmm. have you ever faced the moment where you put things off so much that it becomes a procrastinating moment for you? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, one video I had I worked on for like three years almost. Mm. I could I could put that in that category. Yeah. You know what I mean? What happened? Why Why three years? Well, uh, I mean, I had a beat and uh, got Young Dirty Bastard to uh, drop a verse on it. And I kind of had my verse written, recorded. I went to boot camp. And uh, while I was there, after training, I added uh, Baby Easy E on the song. 
and then I eventually got bizarre on it, and uh, eventually it just became a process, and the producer was like, yo, we should make this a, like a video, and then getting the footage and getting everything right and making sure it was correct, you know, it took a little while, and uh, then I was just waiting on uh, Sid Wilson, he was mixing it, but he's always on tour with Slipknot, but uh, he mixed yeah. it, it came out crazy, and uh, it's pretty good, it's my highest viewed song right now, and uh trying to keep it going you know mm-hmm. how's that how's that for you i mean you know you got all these things going for you you have all this stuff going uh all these different um just different big time artists doing things with you how does that make you feel at the moment i mean accomplished um uh thankful i mean you know what goes through your head um i mean it still kind of trips me out but like I still haven't made it yet, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, until I have the world, like, checking me out, listening, looking for me, you know what I mean? It's not, it's never going to end. It's always going to be, uh, I always got to work harder and uh, keep it moving. Uh, but, you know, it's grateful. I, I've been around a lot of people. I was fortunate enough to open up for people, be in the studio with a lot of big names. Um and just hard work pays off. I mean, anyone can do anything. You just got to be a real person and, uh, you know what I mean? You can't be, like, shady or or half-assed about anything. You got to be taken serious, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow. So, you know, you, you have so much to, to offer. When you put your music, you know, out there, how vulnerable do you feel? Because that is something that could make you procrastinate. I mean, we, I was talking about that earlier. The fear of success can actually make you slow down. Has that happened to you? Um, well, I mean, with new viewers checking me out, I mean, people are very thrown off. I'm not like the stereotypical uh, rapper, so to say. People mm-hmm. automatically... Uh, you know, jump to conclusions, but I mean, if the fame comes quick or it comes slow, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really in it for that. But if it comes and it's all up in my face every day, then uh, I guess I got to deal with it. I set myself up for it. But you know, I've been through so much and I'm, I've been working hard for it, so can't say I don't want it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's amazing to me that. I mean, you know, I don't know if you want to share, but, I mean, I've had so many different friends who have let their situation override their future, and you haven't done that, and I want to congratulate you on that because that's a big, big accomplishment. I don't know if you know that or not, but that is huge. And so everybody has uh, something that lets them get get them down, but you have not let that happen. We do have a song here that we want to play uh, from from your – from your YouTube channel, and um, okay. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's your featured video, One Man Army. Yeah, that's the new song. I just did a video for that. Okay. Uh, tell me about that song. How did that come about, and why the name, and, and did you do that? Did you write it? Um, yeah, I mean, I write all my own music. Um, back, back to what you just said, though, I mean, about the, the growing up, and I grew up with kids who, you know, went to gangs and had teen 
pregnancies, and I've seen a lot of lost kids turn into drugs and jail, and I grew up around stuff like that, so I kind of made wiser decisions. But One Man Army, um, I don't know. I wanted to make more of like a party-type song and uh, get a little rowdy on it. It's got a really banging beat. Um, mm-hmm. The video was a little last minute. It was really cold that day, and uh, we met up in Manhattan after an America's uh, Got Talent audition and uh, shot the video. But uh, I like it. It came out good. Uh, a lot of mixed reviews, you know, uh, but keep it moving, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love. Hmm. Well, we're going to go ahead and play that song right here on Drew Chase's radio. Here it is, Mike, a- Mike ADHD, One Man Army. Let's go. Stand it. 
Now, see, I can see why people want to jump on that. That's <laughs> nice. It's really, really yeah, nice. Yeah, the show, like they that. love it on the internet. They comment my throat, so yes. I'm ready. You know what? You can never please everybody. I mean, when you when you put your music out there, who are you trying to please? What are you trying to do with your music? What are you doing with your music? I mean, I started trying to want it, wanting to get a band together, and it just turned into a rap group that eventually I went solo, and I never gave up. So I, I would, I'm down for whatever. You know, I can make sad songs, angry songs. Uh, you know, I just got to keep recording. You know, mm-hmm. keep making, uh, keep making my challenge myself. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you do, you do. We all do, we all do. Now, you know, I have to say that doing music is not easy. What have been your challenges so far that you've overcome? Like musical challenges? Yeah. Um, Well, I started from being in a group where the guy made the beats, and uh, I had basically free studio time to having no beats and no studio time. And uh, it was kind of just a working process. You know, I learned a songwriting process, social media promotion. Um, You know, it's deeper than the music, but so much I learned, you know, just being around people and and working. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, I mean, you know, you have do you have a mentor or someone that actually that you can say, hey, thank you for uh, bringing me through, or was it just a trial and error that you went through? Um, nobody's really brought me through. I mean, you know, just being in New York, I'm able to go to shows and uh, network and and build relationships with people um, and perform my music, listen to other people's music, and uh, it's really just about, you know, perfecting the craft, working hard and being dedicated, you know. Um if you're not gonna work hard at it, you're not gonna see uh you're not gonna see any outcome, you know. It's a lot of trial mm-hmm. and error, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know must have you... done... Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I must have done, you know, two hundred fifty, three hundred shows by now in different states, Canada, um you know, some people don't even perform locally, and they they say they're a rapper. You know, right. Hmm. Now, being that you have done all of this, and 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 been around and done and done music with countless other artists, um, and done so many different wonderful shows, what is the key thing that you think is propelling you forward? Um. Probably positive feedback. Um, just hearing the impact from the, the music, as, from the shows or on the Internet, uh, definitely, definitely keeps it going, you know what I mean? You know, there's days where you want to second-guess yourself and uh, not want to work as hard to keep going, but, you know, people keep coming at you, complimenting you, listening, other states, other countries, streaming the music, and... It's kind of unbelievable sometimes, and you know why would you give up? You know, there's no there's no other reason but to keep going. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what kind of advice could you give those people that give up, that have 
put it down and stop doing it? What 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 do you say to them to to you know help them maybe think about picking it back up again? Um, I mean, well, I still haven't made it, but you know, I mean, I most of my early music was very uh, so to say '90s style boom bap. Um, I didn't really like a lot of the newer music out, but I started listening and digging more and a lot of new music I actually like now. Um, it's kind of a balance, you know. It's You can't really stay in one lane. you got to learn how to be diverse and and challenge yourself, maybe make some remixes to some hit songs and really uh, start writing, you know. You have to, really, you have to push mm-hmm. yourself. You can't just keep be one style. Or, cause nowadays everything's on the Internet. It's fast-paced. You know, half of it is kind of comical and stunts and trolling, but, you know, the other half is that. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you know, we all have something and someone uh, that has discouraged them. Um, have you ever had that happen to you? Um, I mean, yeah, from early on, from trying to start a band that didn't work out, Um rap group that didn't work out um i've had you know say producers studio people video people not work out the way i wanted it to you know it's just everything for learning experience and uh i take it for what it is and uh everyone i worked with knows what it is and it's just about me you know I'm a, I'm a real person i have no no grudges no nothing against anybody i'm willing to work with people for the right price Mm-hmm. So that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Definitely does. You know, and, and what would be that? What would be the one thing that I missed today on your interview that you would like to say? Because obviously, I can't cover everything. I don't know everything. But there's got to be that one thing that has that is so important to you that just it can't be overlooked. Um. There's no reason why I'm not next in line for the king of New York, you know what I mean? Uh mm-hmm. fifty cents letting Takashi six nine say he's the king of New York, but I mean check check my resume. I don't have I don't have a management. I don't I don't have a label. I don't have I don't have mom and dad's house to sleep on the floor at night, you know what I mean? I'm I'm really out here working hard, so I mean all you gotta do is come to New York in the underground and ask around and people people heard my name, you know what I mean? So just uh, keep it moving, keep good relationships, you know. Some bridges are burned, some aren't, and uh, got got some moves in the, in the works, you know. Just, just keep it moving. Definitely keep it moving, keep it moving. Now, where can people reach you? Um, I mean, you can listen to the music on Spotify, uh, Pandora, YouTube everywhere, uh, but I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat. It's Mike ADHD. Uh, Instagram and Snapchat. It's just Mike ADHD. The eight characters in a row. Um, I'm on YouTube, Twitter. Twitter is at Mike ADHD Music. I kind of answer everybody. You know, hit me up. Mm. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think that um, I think that you're on the right track. Definitely don't stop. Keep going. Keep bringing me the music, you know, because I'm, I'm going to steal it and put it on the show. <laughs> but while we keep this moving, uh, 
how about you? How long how long have you been doing this? Uh tell me a little bit about uh the show, you know what I mean? I definitely want to come back and uh you know. Yeah, I started this show because of depression. Um, I felt like as if I was procrastinating and I, I couldn't get myself back. You know, I was losing myself and, and, and drowning myself in sorrow. So I figured why not start a show? So um, about 10-plus years ago, I'd say about 11 years now ago, I started this show to help others see that there are people out there, like you, like me, um, who are doing our best, and we're trying, and we're putting things out, and we're writing, and we're, we're doing music, or we started a business, or something to that effect, and that they're not alone and sometimes being sad and sometimes being depressed and sometimes procrastinating and sometimes just not hitting the mark. You know, we all, we all do that. We all um, don't, we, we don't all hit the mark at times and that's okay. It's okay not to hit the mark. And so that's why I wanted to start the show to, t- to tell people and to show people and, and to show people like you. Who, who are going after it. And, you know, it's a little thing at a time. It's a little bit here and a little bit there, but we're all we're all going for, the, for that goal in our lives. Yep. I think you're doing exactly. a wonderful job. I think you're doing a wonderful job. You too. I mean, that's definitely good. We cross paths, you know. We can only work so hard alone, so working together is always good. Okay. It's always good. Always good. Always good. I tell you what, and so I don't really do this a lot. If you ever need a vocalist, give me a call. Hey, I'm I'm down. You know, I definitely I was thinking about that two hours ago actually. So it's already an idea. <laughs> if you ever need a vocalist, give me a call. If you ever need a vocalist, give me a call. And and and, I, and uh, all you gotta do is just look up my name, and you can find all kinds of music uh, and stuff I've been. And uh, all right. Well, Most you know definitely, what? that's my, on. Uh, I'm doing my homework. You know what? All you got to do is reach out, man. You know, sometimes it's just, it's just, hey, can you do this? And they'll be like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> you never know. So why not? Why not? So, um, Mike, man, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for the, the songs. Thank you for your continued progress and, and going forward. Despite, I mean, you know, everybody has hardships when, you know, when they're younger. And you didn't let that get you down. I mean, the people would just see your bio and, and go to your page. He's on Facebook, Mike ADHD, YouTube, Mike ADHD. Please go look at look at where you come from. I mean, I think I, I didn't have that kind of upbringing, uh, but I have to say that I'm very inspired by you. Thank you so much. Uh, good luck to you and your show. I'll be, uh, I'll be listening, all right? All right. Then. Thank you so much, Mike. Until next time. Keep it coming. All right, I will. Have a good night. All right, good night. I have a back-to-back show today. Guests that are just amazing. I mean, what what can I, I can't really, I can't really pinpoint it because we come from all walks of life, all backgrounds, all kinds of different things that have happened to try and push us down, to push us back into the hole, you know, to push us into darkness, to keep us from going forward, to, to, to depress us, to say, woe is me, look at what happened to me. No, instead, instead of that, 
There's none of that. There's no woe with me. There is no depression. There is no pushback. There is going forward. I'm in, I mean, I'm in love. I'm in love with the fact that procrastination on my guests so far has not taken a hold of them and has just been oblivious in their lives. And congratulations to everybody. Let's, let's, we're on a roll. We are on a roll. And we're going to keep going. Now, I told you I have a back-to-back show today, and I have scheduled myself really, really, really tight. I'm going to go ahead and welcome my next guest on the line. Am I, listening? Am I talking to Taylor? Yes, you are. Hey, Taylor. How you doing, girl? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So I want you to tell everybody your full name because you obviously, you know, you have, like, a full name and, and what you do. <laughs> My name is Taylor McCann's, and I am currently an R&B singer. Awesome. How'd you get started, girl? I mean, seriously, how'd you get started? Um, I've been singing basically since I could talk. So, you know, with my mom and my grandfather and everybody in my family really being involved in music and whatnot, it's kind of just in my blood. So I've been doing music mm-hmm. since before I could just do anything. Mm, mm, mm. And I mean, you know, so you you started music when you before you could do anything. You know, I realize that, but I mean, why the profession of music? Why get into it completely? Well, I've just always loved to do music. You know, it's my passion. I love to be on stage. I love to perform. So why not make it your job? Mhm, mhm. Now, how old are you? I'm 17 years old. Wow. Wow. So you're 17 years old. You have, like, this whole life ahead of you, and you have begun your journey already. What is, what, yeah. How do you feel at 17? Are you still in high school, or did you graduate already? Yes, I'm still in high school. I have one more year to go. Mm-hmm. And your friends, I mean, okay, I have gone through the whole thing in in my school. My mom was a sing. My mom is a singer, and uh, mm-hmm. she was pretty big. And people used to kind of make fun of me. Oh, you think you're all that? You think you're this? How did how did people receive you? Personally, I feel like people around me who have been around me for a while, if they're really here for me and they're really supportive. They wouldn't talk down on me. They wouldn't frown upon me. They wouldn't do that. So I just feel like the people that do do things like that, they're just haters, and there's no reason for me to pay them any mind because they're not doing mm-hmm. anything with themselves. You know, nothing for me. Mm. It's nothing I'm supposed to focus on. You're not going to pay my bills. You're not going to do anything for me. So, you know, you're not going to love me like my fans do. So it's like, why does it matter? Right. Right. Wow. And having that kind of attitude at such a young age is a blessing because some people take a very long time to get where you are. <laughs> so Thank tell us you. about your tell us about your no oh, no problem. Tell us about your, your music as in like performing. How do you like that? What is that like for you? Um Performing actually has always been a very fun thing to me. You know, my mom would always have me get up in front of church and sing and sing when people would ask me to, even when I didn't feel like it, just to really prepare me to be able to do things like that in the long run 
So it kind of really just comes natural to me. You know, it's something that's fun. It's Singing and music and stuff like that feels like more of a fun thing than it does work, you know? So getting up mm-hmm. on stage and being energy of other people, it's just much more fun, and it's a very enjoyable activity for me. Mm-hmm. Now, you've debuted in some top 20, some top 200 charts, uh, top 30. Yeah. I mean, come on. That has got to be like the screaming moment for you, like, oh, my God. Ah! What, what is that like? <laughs> yeah. It's actually really, really cool. When I first started to see the views roll in with my first music video and all of that stuff, it was really a shock at first to see that one million people actually did watch my video and actually are paying attention to me. It's just really cool, and it's really surreal. Mm, mm, I love it. I love it. I love your pictures on your on your website. People, guys, you can go to Taylor M. Uh, it's McCants.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she's got that all. She's got it all up there. You can buy her. Her uh, my my goodness, you can buy her her song. So pretty, uh, compassion mm-hmm. forever short. Which forever short is the one we're gonna play today. Tell us about that. Song. Oh, okay. well, forever your shawty is really really a real cool song. You know, it's about loyalty. It's about love and friendship and. All of that good stuff, you know. It's like no matter what, I'm always gonna be here, no matter what happens. So it's just a real cool song. It's real chill. It's really for anybody. It's something that everybody can relate to. Friendships, relationships, whatever you want to make it is for you, you know. So make it what you want to. Awesome. And you're listening to us right here on WKBW 97.5 FM Real Community Radio, the Bomb Baby Radio in New York City, as well as the Dream Chasers Network. And we have Taylor McCann in Forever Your Shooting.
I love it. Now, when you when you have uh, done all of your music, what is your goal? Like, I mean, at 17, you have so many years ahead of you, hopefully. What is that goal yeah. that you're looking for? <laughs> what is um, your goal? Well, the goal really is just to make my fans happy. You know, I just want to make sure that everybody around me and everyone who's rooting for me and watching me is pleased. You know, I just want everybody to be pleased with my work. I want everybody to know that I did work hard. I just don't want any disappointment. How about you? I mean, personally, you as an artist or you as a person, what is what, what do you want from this? What, what, why are you doing this? I just really want my voice to mature. You know, I just want it to get 
better and better as the time goes by. Um, I just want to grow. I want to learn more about the industry, um, you know, just money-wise and representing myself and just all of that stuff. I just really want to grow and mature and get better. I want to be a legend one day. So you have to, you know, work towards that stuff. So it's a learning experience right now. And whatever the plan mm-hmm. is for me, I definitely want to make it there. What was your motivation to get you started? I mean, there has to be something or someone behind this motivation that you have to keep you moving forward. What is that or who is that? Of course, I have a musical background. You know, my mom is a singer, my grandfather, my uncles are singers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I have some idols, you know. I love India Ari. I love Jasmine Sullivan. I love T. Wyatt. I just love them, you know. My grandmother's a singer. Just everybody around me has just been doing great, you know. And as I've been growing up, I've always listened to people. I used to try to mimic my mom and the things that she would do. I would mimic the singers on the song and try to sing it exactly like them. And then when I got the hang of it, I would do it like me, you know. So it's just really been a big practice, just listening to everybody around me and just practicing what they do so that I can get better at what I do. Mm, mm, mm. So coming from that background of singers, which I totally understand, I totally get it. Uh, right. Do you have any extra pressure on you to be that that breakout singer, that one that everybody's looking for you to for you to make it, or is it just, or is it just, you know, do the best you can? Yeah, actually, it is do the best you can. You know, it's. It's never been um, a standard that I was held to. I've always been supported no matter what. You know, there's always going to be constructive criticism regardless of anything. But with everything I've ever wanted to do, I've always had a great support system behind me. You know, I was never told that I can't do it. <clears throat> I was never told that I wasn't good at it. You know, if it if they didn't think that I was doing as best as I could, you know, as best as they know I could, then they would help me, you know, practice with me. And maybe you should do this differently, and then it, it would come out right. You know, it was just always support and help and training. And it was always you can. You know, you can do it no matter how you sound, no matter what you look like, be you. You know, that's always how it's been. I've never felt pressure to sound as good as anybody or better. So, mm-hmm. And they've always let me do that. Mm. And that's a very big, big thing. And very good because, I mean, you know, a lot of people come from backgrounds where if you don't make it, if you're not as big as, you, you know, your grandmother or your mother or your father, then, then you're, you're not a success. Let me ask you a question. Has procrastination ever been an issue with you um, in any area of your life? Um, sometimes. Um, I would yeah. say mostly with schoolwork. that you that you're learning to kind of uh combat to push back on 
uh, to get over? Um, well, really getting over that, you just really have to discipline yourself. You know, if you are one of those people who can't just snap out of it, you just have to put yourself on a schedule. You have to do different things for you, you know, that you know work for you. So, I mean, grades mm-hmm. have always been a really big thing in everything that I do, any extracurricular activities, you know, cheerleading, running track, just anything. If I didn't have a certain level of grades, you know, my grade point average wasn't where it was supposed to be, then I just wasn't allowed to do it. So, you know, music and sports and all of that stuff are my motivation because if I don't have the grades, I don't get to do all of that stuff because academics is first. So right. it's just always something that I have to focus on. So I know that I'm one of those people who I'm going to push it off until the last minute. So when I get to work in the beginning of the year, I work way ahead of where I'm supposed to be at. So now I have I'm 10 assignments in, and I'm really only supposed to have two done because I know that I'm not going to feel like doing it tomorrow. So if I have all of this now, you know, I won't have to worry about it. I can procrastinate. Right. Correct, correct. Now, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, being that you are still in school and being that you are still young and you're still hopefully at home, um, what is your life like on the opposite side of music? Is it normal or do you have a normal life, a normal teenage, you know, problems and things like that? Yes, actually. I was actually very surprised at that because going into it in the beginning, I really, you know, did expect for me not to have as much freedom as I do. I will say that I did lose some of the freedom, of course, because, you know, I have to do stuff like this, prepare for interviews and go on tour and travel and perform and greet people in public and it's not like I'm just this person walking down the street. I have to be nice to people. I have to, you know, just obviously be myself but it's just a lot different and it's definitely a learning experience. However, it's much different than I expected it to be. I definitely thought that I was going to lose most of my freedom and I'm pretty sure eventually I will but I love it. You know, like it's not a stress, you know, like most people say, people just feel like, oh, my God, I just don't have my normal life anymore, and I'm just so stressed out, and I really don't have that. You know, I do have to work, and I do have to do things, and, you know, that interfere with certain things, but I still get to enjoy myself. I'm still a cheerleader. I'm still a business. I'm still everything that I want to be. I still do everything I want to do. I still go to the movies with my friends. I still work a second job like normal teenagers. I still, you know, get my license and do all of that stuff. Keep my grades up, you know, you know, all of that stuff. I still have to do chores. It's just everything is still pretty normal. It definitely, definitely mm-hmm. a lot more normal than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And what did you think it would be? Um. Well, pretty much like it is, but it's just a lot more tense. You know, everything is a lot more spaced out than it was, especially in the summertime. Like in the summer, I would have maybe three interviews every day of the week or something like that. Or, you know, an interview back to back to back. But now, you know, since I'm school year, I get to breathe. So it's like I have an interview now. I had an interview maybe three days ago, you know. You know, they care about me, and they care about the fact that I have a life, too, and that I'm 17 mm-hmm. years old. I'm not out here just super grown or anything like that. So I have 
you know, I do have other responsibilities, but they still allow me to have fun. You know, my team is just really, really good with that, and they they definitely respect that I have time, you know, and I would like to have time to myself, my family, my friends, all of that stuff. So it's just, mm-hmm. you know, they're just very considerate of my time mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We work smart, you know, we get in the studio and knock everything out in a couple of weeks so that I can just take a break. You know, I don't have to be in the studio constantly. I'm not constantly having to do interviews. I'm not just constantly doing something every day in my life. I still get to breathe, you know. I still get to stay up and watch movies if I want to. I just get to do stuff, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. it's not hectic. It's the same in a way as what I thought it would be. It's just a lot more space out. Mm-hmm. And tell us about your team. When you say my team, who do you mean? Um, just my support system, you know. Um, the, the immediate family is, you know, just my managers, my mom, my engineer and whatnot, but there's also family and friends involved in that, you know, because it mm-hmm. definitely takes a bit for everything. So it's like I have people to help me out with, what should I wear for this? Or, you know, how should I do this? How should I do that? There are people in the studio, especially my mom, helping me. Like, you know, maybe you should sing this this way, or maybe you should do this, and breathe a little more on this part. Something, you know, I just always have help. Regardless of if everybody's in the same place at the same time, I always have help. So, you know, my team is just management, engineers, family, just anybody who's a support system, everybody's a big help. Mm. That's wonderful, wonderful. Now, it's okay, so you have you have all this going for you at such a young age. What would be your advice for someone your age that wants to do something like what you're doing? What do you tell them? How do you how do you get through to them? Um, I would say to stay focused. You know, make sure that you're stable and everything that you're doing currently. You know, make sure that your grades are up. You know, make sure all of that is together first because you don't want to go into something like that working and then having to come home and be on crunch time trying to get your work done. Um, Make sure that you learn about the industry, you know, learn about how it works and whatnot. Look into it. You know, Google some of your favorite singers and Google their stories and see the type of things that they had to go through. Find a video of an interview that they're doing like this and see what their advice might be to somebody. You know, and just definitely stay positive, stay out of drama. Negativity is definitely not the key. Just, I don't know, just be yourself. Awesome, awesome. And where can people reach you? Um, Fans can reach me everywhere right now. You know, I have social media, which is Facebook at Taylor McCann's Music. Instagram at underscore Taylor McCants and Twitter at underscore Taylor McCants. I'm on YouTube. I'm streaming everywhere. You guys can find me literally everywhere. Mm. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you, Taylor, for being on the show, for doing what you do, for keeping your grades up, <laughs> for uh, just being an inspiration. Thank you. No problem. And thank you for having me. Uh, anytime. Anytime you got music, you come back. Of course. All right, then. Thanks, Taylor. No problem. You have a good one. You too.
We're going to put Taylor's information up there for you right on our board. You can see that on our iTunes, our Stitcher, Speaker, TuneIn, Google Music, wherever you get podcasting, we're there, Dream Chasers Radio. And, uh, I mean, you know, it is it is something to see a, a, a 17-year-old young lady doing what she does so well, so well, you know, and still keeping it together on the opposite end. It, it's not easy for an adult. I believe, you know, being a young person, you know, young, you know, teenager, it can be challenging. But she has referred to her team as having her back. That is so important. When you're in uh, a goal, when you have a goal, having a team, having some people, having someone there with you, helping you, backing you up, that is important to say the least. And I, I just, I, I'm, I'm very proud of her and happy, uh, of, you know, that she has a team. And, uh, well, uh, I mean, you know, this whole procrastination thing is becoming less and less interesting. You know, putting things off is becoming less and less interesting. And I hope that it's becoming less and less interesting for you as well. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to each and every one of our guests, and they're telling me how they've come along and how far they've come and what they've done to get there and how they're going forward, and how they're constantly moving. And procrastination just doesn't seem appealing anymore. You know, if if it's because you're afraid or because you don't have the time or because it's an insurmountable task, start small. Overcome that fear. That fear is what's holding you back. How do you know it's going to happen that you will fail anyway? Because, you know, it's mostly the fear of failure or the fear of fear itself. But then when you get to the other side of fear, that's when your blessings are. I know that Will Smith said that your blessing is on the other side of fear. So we need to get past fear. We need to overcome procrastination, and we need to move forward. And that's what we're going to do. And I want to go ahead and segue this. I'll be right back in about 30 seconds. Hey, do you know that this could be your commercial? <laughs> right here, this spot. And many more right here on Dream Chasers Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be right back. Don't you forget to dare to be different. Now, being the daughter of a, of a famous artist isn't always easy. Yeah, uh, talking about me is <laughs> not, not easy. Um, I get a lot of, well, why haven't you made it? Well, why are you still here? Well, why don't you make it? Well, what happened to you? And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that I don't have to follow my mother's footsteps. 
I don't. Um, I don't have to. I do what I do, and she does what she does, and that's the way it is. I mean, looking at it from my perspective, do I have to? Do I have to? And I think that was the biggest thing for me, the procrastination in getting into radio, the procrastination of being a radio show host, of doing all the things that I do. I put it off because I didn't want people to think that I, I I didn't want people to think at all about me. It just wanted to disappear because I still get that, but I don't care anymore. See, this, this is my choice. My choice is that, yes, I'm a singer. Not the same kind of singer my mother is, but I am a singer. But I also have a different, a different aspect of my life that I'm pursuing as well. And and I have no, I have I have no regrets. So you know, I think that was my biggest thing. My biggest thing about overcoming procrastination is just getting over the things that people have said to me, that that actually hurt. You know, what happened to you? I got that one a lot. I still get that one. <laughs> and I tell them nothing happened to me, darling. I'm doing what I love to do. How about you? <laughs> you know, I just kind of throw it back at them because, you know, happiness is in my hands for my life, for me, not their hands for me. And I don't need to answer to what happened to you because nothing happened to me. This is a wonderful, wonderful thing I'm doing. I love it. Every aspect of my life I love. So nothing has happened to me. So see, procrastination can come from many different places and many different sources and many different questions can can actually hinder a person, keep them from uh, pursuing, fulfilling their lives, their dreams, their goals. I want to let you know today that you don't have to let anyone put you down. You don't have to procrastinate for fear. Let fear let fear go and just go for it. It's fun. It's going to be fun. When you, when you realize that your blessing, your goal, your dream, your aspiration is on the other side of fear, nothing can hold you back. I have one more guest, and I'm hoping that this is them. It's a late edition, but I want to welcome you to the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello, Yaya. This is uh, Ernesto Lee. I am a, uh, a uh, an author and a uh, a technology executive. Wow. Okay, you gotta tell me. How did you do that? How did you get started in that? Uh, a lot of hard work for sure. A lot of failures and uh, a lot of falling down nine times, picking yourself up ten. Hmm. I want to. I want to talk about that. I want to focus on that. That failure. I want to focus on that. You know why I want to focus on that? Because Tell that's me. the main thing that people are afraid of. Should people be afraid of failure? Um, I, uh, I guess it depends on how you, how you define failure. Every time I'll speak for myself here, every time I failed in life, uh, I felt like I only failed if I didn't learn the lesson. 
And so every time I failed, every time I started a business that didn't, uh, didn't work out like I wanted to, I felt bad about it. Uh, but once I had some time to separate uh, from a, a failed business or a failed whatever, uh, I realized I was able to learn something and, uh, and grow each time. So uh, it just kind of became a part of my DNA, a part of my, part of my makeup. I committed not to make the same mistakes, to make new mistakes if I had to, but to just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. So a lot of people don't understand what you do because I, I too am kind of, you know, you, you go into exactly what it is that you do because you are very technical sure. and I want to make sure that we understand this very, very good. So, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll explain it like this. So I, I uh, am a, one of the co-founders and one of the owners of a company called Blockchain Training Alliance. And uh, so basically uh, what, what I do is I come from a long line of teachers. My grandmother was a teacher, graduated from Hampton University or Hampton Institute, as she likes to say, my parents. And, uh, and so I just kind of feel like I have that in my genes. <clears throat> and so when the, uh, this whole Bitcoin and the, the cryptocurrency craze just kind of took over the world, everybody was interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, uh, what we did is we – we uh, built a company around training people and certifying people, uh, teaching them not just about the cryptocurrency part of it, because everybody knows about Bitcoin, but the, uh, but the technology behind it and trying to make sure that we, uh, we reached um, a lot of audiences. We uh, tried to focus on women in tech, tried to find uh, underprivileged uh, communities that could benefit from, uh, from technology. So just building building, uh, well, teaching people about technology, uh, but also alerting people to the fact that it's, uh, it's a new day. It's, uh, with these new technologies out here, they have basically commoditized knowledge, right? So as long as you have access to the Internet and you have a little bit of knowledge with our training, it's kind of like the days of the Internet in the, the late 90s when uh, if you had a good idea, you know, the Internet was so new, uh, people were coming up with brand new things. And with this blockchain and cryptocurrency types of technologies, uh, you kind of have that opportunity again if you, if you, know, the, uh, if you know the technology. So that's, that's kind of what I do. That's, that's, that's who we are, blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Wow. wow. Now, tell, I mean, tell me a little bit about this because I've heard about um, Bitcoin, and I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what that is. I just, it, it's interesting. I mean, you know, being an investor, um, that's interesting, but what is it? Well, it was uh, – I'm not sure what, you know, what the, uh, the key demographic is for your, for your audience, but most people should remember around 2008 when the, uh, we had the economic scare, right? Uh, everybody was, was terrified. And so that was the first time, at least in my lifetime, that I can remember – not really, uh, not really being sure about our about our economy, uh, really as a as an adult. But in that exact same year, there was this guy named Satoshi Nakamoto, and he created wrote a white paper and said instead of um, using the dollar as the basis to to basically buy anything uh, as a medium for exchange, 
we're going to create our own um, cryptocurrency. We're going to create our own currency. Um, we're going to make it decentralized so that no one country owns the money. Um, we're going to make it, uh, the word he used was disintermediated, which basically meant that he wanted to make sure that there was no middlemen. If you wanted to buy something, you should be able to, you know, if I wanted to sell something to you, you should be able to give me currency. I should be able to give you my my uh, my goods or my or my services. We didn't need to have banks and a whole lot of middlemen um, in the middle, um, and uh, made it transparent and uh, and immutable. So any transactions we did would just be out there for the entire world to see, and nobody nobody could uh, could change that. And uh, it seemed like a a really simple idea, but it it really is, has revolutionized the world when people think of it in a, uh, in a bigger, in a bigger context, right? There's billions and billions of dollars or the equivalent of billions of billions of dollars going on with this cryptocurrency, this Bitcoin and Ethereum and these other cryptocurrencies with no government involved, uh, completely transparent on a worldwide decentralized network. It's, it's pretty amazing. And that's just in the, in the cryptocurrency part of it. These big businesses are picking up these, uh, this technology and, and applying it to all kinds of things. I was out at Mercedes-Benz. They're applying it to how they build cars. GM, the banks are starting to adopt it. It's a, uh, a pretty phenomenal technology. Mm. Obviously, now, I'm passionate I, you know, about that. So. <laughs> That's what right. we do. I can definitely hear that in your voice. You know, I mean, wow. And, and you know what? Is this the time for people to actually think about learning about all of this, because is it is it not the time to go ahead and dive into it a little bit at a time with some, maybe some micro-investments uh, or something like that where they can actually get into it? Well, well I'd say uh, this, this is my advice to people. There, there's two ways to look at it. One way of looking at it is in the cryptocurrency or the investing side of it. That, that's one way as, a, as an investor. That, that's part of it. Uh, but there's a whole nother type of uh, person out there that I think would benefit from it. If you look at the, if you look at the technology side of it, like I said, this is like the internet in the late '90s when people were discovering Facebook and Google and Yahoo. Uh, people are using this technology to create that that was used to create Bitcoin to disrupt industries that have been around forever. Um, you can look at what Bitcoin did. Bitcoin just disrupted the banking industry because the guy was clever enough to put the technology together. And now they have the same technology as disrupting Uber. Um, so people that have the knowledge to build these things, like I said, there's, a, there's the investing side of it with the currency, and there's the people that want to learn the technology so that they can disrupt industry. Um, it's kind of where we are with the, uh, with the technology right now. So that knowledge is power thing is, is really what it's all about. Mm. Mm. And then, and you teach that. Uh, yeah, I, I teach. Uh, I, I'm not as much into the investing side of it. Uh, what I do is I, yeah, you know, we go around and we teach people about the technology, teach them how to how to build it, how to build the world's next Facebook, the world's next generation, Twitter, a new way of just. Uh, Approaching business and solving business problems with this with this technology. That's uh, that's what we do. 
Wow. How did you get involved with that? I mean, because that's kind of like, you know, I have always told people that, you know, you, you have to kind of look at people when they're growing up. Were you always the kind of person that was into technology, into things, like, and you just kind of knew you were going to end up like this in this, this field? I was always. I wasn't sure where I was going to land. I did know that I had a passion for, for teaching. I, I, I knew that. Um, but I wasn't really sure what, you know, what field. I was always certainly intellectually curious. Um, I graduated uh, college and realized that college just uh, taught, me how to, taught me how to think, taught me how to solve problems. But after I graduated, there was really no different – difference in who I was. I was still intellectually curious. I still read books. I still wanted to learn things. Um, I still like to either um, green and growing or ripe and rotten. So I choose to always be green and growing, always trying to learn something. But this technology, when I really understood the power behind it and what it could do and saw just average people learn the technology and disrupt industries, uh, once I saw that, I really got into it and uh, decided that I was going to make myself the expert. And uh, and that's what I did. I decided I wasn't going to stop until I was the uh, the best in the world at, at what I did. Um, I know that's mm. not true, but I keep telling myself that I am the best in the world. And I'm going to keep telling at, at this technology, at what I do. There's a lot of things I'm terrible at. But, uh, but I've made my mind up here that this is something I'm not going to stop until uh, uh, until I'm at the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a choice that you've made to tell yourself you're the best in the world, and I, and I congratulate you on that. I mean, how did you begin to notice the change in your life and, and in your business once that happened, once you began to believe that this is where you yeah. are and this is who you are? So I, I, I can still remember the day that my uh, my grandmother gave me a book called As a Man Thinketh. I'm 45 years old now, but I remember when I was 17 years old, she gave me a book uh, that was uh, it was called As a Man Thinketh, and she explained that before you can do anything, you have to see it, believe it, visualize it, um, meditate on it. Um, that is that is uh, step number one. And uh, she, she gave me an analogy. I read the book, Small Little Book by James Allen, uh, and that's something I carried with me um, my whole life. I, I remember she told me that uh, you're going to run into all types of turmoil in the world. And uh, being a grandmother, she was cooking. She, uh, I remember she had boiling water. She said, you can look at this, uh, this carrot here. If I take this carrot, it's really hard. Well, when I put it in this turmoil, in this boiling water, it's going to come out soft. She said, if I put in this egg, this egg is fragile, just like some people in soft. When you put that soft, fragile egg in this boiling water, it'll come in soft, and then it'll come out, it'll come out hardened. She said, but when you make coffee, you take these coffee beans, and you put coffee beans in the water, and it changes the water. She said, that's what you want to be. Uh, you want to look at turmoil, and you want to change your environment, change the entire situation, be like the coffee bean. So I, I took that with me. I've always carried that with me my entire life. Mm. I like that. You want to be like a coffee bean. Lots of caffeine. Absolutely. Lots of caffeine. Lots of caffeine, <laughs> yeah. Lots of caffeine. 
Wow, wow. I mean, okay, so you you did that. You you got everything going. You got your own business. What has been the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome since you started your journey? Uh, well, it's uh, it's like we said before. Before you can uh, achieve it, you have to you have to believe it. You have to. Uh, overcoming procrastination means a lot of times just overcoming inertia. Um, and so one of the things that, that I do, I've done this for the last seven years, I've never missed a day, is every morning when I wake up is I'll do a plank, kind of like a push-up, just sit there and I'll hold that position for, for one minute. And I don't do it for, uh, for health benefits. I do that because I want to start my day feeling like I've achieved something like I've done something so I can overcome inertia. And uh, so what I do is I uh, mentally, I do that. So I feel better about myself. I've achieved something. I've done something. I've just woken up and within 30 minutes I've achieved something. A lot of times uh, that kind of gets me going. Um, But that's, you know, that's that's one of the things is just, you know, keeping that positive mindset, uh, doing everything you can to battle yourself, knowing the definition of responsibility. When you're talking about uh, procrastination is your ability to control your responses. So no matter what happens, you have to be in control of yourself. You have to control your responses. And that's what I do. Try to take ownership of, of my life. Try to be the CEO of uh, of my life first. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what I do. I start off doing uh, planks in the morning just so I can have an achievement. I'll write down the list, and on that list, I'll make sure I put some softballs out there so that I can, you know, have some accomplishments. I can get some things done. And on the list, a lot of times, I'll see some things that are urgent and important, and I try my hardest to make it my business to at least face them, to at least look at that. Um, I learned a long time ago that uh, overcoming procrastination is a lot of times, like I said, just overcoming inertia. So you'll find people that are afraid of their mailbox because they don't want to see mm-hmm. what's inside of it. So you keep putting it off, right? They're afraid of the bills that are in there. But just open it up and see it. It's not that scary. <laughs> um, so that's, that's uh, you know, those are some of the things I, I try to do to uh, to keep things moving. And I've, I've, uh, I've found some success there. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's something to say that they're they're scared of going to the mailbox because of the bills. Yeah. Me personally, what I've done is I said every time I go to the mailbox, there's a check in there for me. And guess what? It's been happening <laughs> every time I go to the mailbox. Guess what? Nice. There are checks in the mail. There's a check. hmm Yeah. So I mean. A man, as a man thinketh, that is a very big thing, and I live like that. I definitely live like yep. that. When you decided that you wanted to live like that, when you got your, when you made up your mind that that was your mm-hmm. choice, yep. how, how, how quickly did your life change? Did it change dramatically, instantly, or was it over time? Uh, instantly. It, it changed. Mm. Uh, it changed instantly when I. Um, because it's uh I have zero control over over anything that's going on external to me. Um I'm I'm and we all are cerebral whether we want to 
agree with that or not. Uh, but we all have to live our lives in our heads. So that's a happiness is a is a choice. I remember as a as a young man, I got into some trouble. It was nothing nothing major. But I remember sitting there and uh, got a call from the same grandmother who told me that you know in this world they can take away your freedom, they can take away your livelihood, they can take away your dignity, but nobody can ever take away your freedom to think. Nobody. You, they can put, send you to jail for your whole life, and you can still choose to think that you are somebody. Um, you can still, that's your choice. Now, you can give that away uh, to somebody uh, or to the world, um, but how you think, that belongs to you. Don't ever give that, don't ever give that away. And instantly, um, as you pose the question, instantly when I realized that, I realized that I had the power over my life, I could be whoever I wanted to be. I just had to. I just had to believe that. Um, whenever I mm-hmm. have doubters or haters, that was their choice. I have no control. I can't stop them from believing that, uh, but I can mm-hmm. control my response to that and choose not to buy into that. And that's there's an an instant an instant change because no matter what I you know with my business I'm. What I do is my business, who I am, is a father and husband, and really, uh, in the end, overcoming procrastination, overcoming inertia, really, at the end of the day, I think it's all about, we just want to be, we want to be happy, and these are all things and, and tools and ways that we, we kind of cope to, uh, to get there, but there's an instant shift, there, there's an instant, once you start to believe that, um, then really you take the power away from a lot of other people and things and circumstances, et cetera. Mm. Mm. And I love it. I love it. So your business is about helping others. Uh, it, it's about, it's about training. It's about getting out there and getting past fear and going for uh, uh, what you, what you want in life, basically. Absolutely. That's absolutely what we do. We try to we work we work with big businesses, the Mercedes, the GMs, the the Dells. I'm going to uh next month I'm going to um the UK to train big businesses over there, but our focus is really in small and medium sized businesses and uh and really just giving people uh the tools so that they can uh so that they can uh, take this and grow. Mm-hmm. What about individuals? Do you do it and do you deal with individuals? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, all the time. So we have mm-hmm. uh, we have like I said, these private classes that we offer for big businesses, but we mm-hmm. also have public classes that we offer throughout the uh, throughout the country. And a lot of times in there, we'll see people that um, have decided that you know they'll say, "I've always wanted to start a business. I've always you know had this idea." And our, our classes can be relatively expensive, you know, maybe a couple thousand dollars. Um, and they'll save up their money um, and come and sit in on the class. And so we try to offer, you know, good discounts and rebates, et cetera. But, but those people, when you see people like that that have, you know, not procrastinated, they have an idea, something that they want to do, and you see them out there um, spending a large amount of money, to learn so that they can better their life for themselves and their family, you you, you know you wouldn't be a human if you didn't go out your way to to help them uh, a little more. 
Mm. And, you know, a, a lot of people want to go out and learn, and they want to do that. Do you do you offer any kind of uh, low, uh, lower uh, classes oh, during yeah. the year or in online classes that people can actually go in and kind of learn a little bit to kind of get their feet wet? Sure, of course, yeah. we I, I have uh, all kinds of books out there on Barnes & Noble that a lot of people, same material that we teach in the classes. Uh, we have online courses. Um, we have uh, community courses also. Uh, we have a lot of resellers of our of our material um, that offer uh, offer community courses. They have the our prime objective is to is to get the word uh, to get the word out. Um, but yeah, that's 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 primarily what we do. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show. You know, it's it's important that people understand how to navigate their business and how to go about doing uh, their day-to-day uh, chores, I would say chores, of, of business. And also um, just how to, how to, you know, just survive and stay afloat and mostly how to advance. Where can people reach you? Uh, yeah, I'm at uh, uh, Ernesto.net. Uh, or uh, you can reach me at my business, blockchaintrainingalliance.com, either one of those, and I have my email and contact information out there. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show. Ernesto, thank you. I did put your information here, um, and uh, hopefully, you know, people go there and, and be educated and get educated. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Oh, anytime. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So if you're not inspired by now to stop procrastinating, if you're not inspired by now to go after your goals, then I have sat here for two hours and done nothing. which is kind of a disappointment. But I don't think that's you. I don't think that that you're – I think you're gun-ho. I think you're ready for it. I think you can do it. I think that you're ready for this. You're ready for the goal. You're ready for this job. You, are, you have prepared enough. It is time to say, you run it all. It's time to jump. Let's jump together. Let's get it done. You've been listening to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Shia Diamond. I'm going to go ahead and start getting things done. <laughs> so I hope you do the same. I want to thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to us on WKDW 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio, as well as Bomb Baby Radio and the Dream Chasers Radio Network with me, Yaga Diamond, your host. And until Thursday night where we have another guest, Please don't forget to tune in. Go go ahead and join us on our Facebook page, Dream Chasers Radio. That way you can go ahead and see what what's going on and see all of our events and see the things. And, and please read us. Let us know how you like the show and if you don't like the show and what can we do to improve the show. Definitely, definitely, definitely looking for your, your input. Either way it comes, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I hope that we've inspired you to do more and to be more than what you ever thought you could be. And until then, don't forget to watch Dare to Be Different, baby. Until next time, guys, good night.